0: Hey, crack fans. Joining us on the show once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Rackets podcast. Of course, you know him best as the head coach of the Oklahoma State women's tennis team, a coach coming off of a 2-0 weekend with wins over USC and Tulsa. It's my friend Chris Young. Coach, congratulations on the victories. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. As you uh, talked to me about off the air, it's nice to talk to you after a couple big wins. So uh, (laughs) thanks for, for having
0: me on at the right time. Oh, absolutely and we obviously had the chance to speak this off season and you talked to, you know, Uh, a quiet confidence in your group coming into this year and there were a bunch of new faces but obviously I want to lock in on this weekend in particular you get a 4-1 victory over a USC team that obviously you're going to be competing very hard with for one of those top 16 seeds and you know again to get that victory to follow it up with a 4-0 win over Tulsa you take the doubles point in both matches as well how are you feeling coming off of the weekend
1: you know, I'm feeling good. I think our team um, is continuing to improve. That's the biggest thing. We have uh, four freshmen that are seeing significant time in the lineup. And obviously with adding Lisa Marie back in after not being there last year, um, you know, we've, we've had five kids that weren't a part of the team last year that are getting a lot of experience. And so uh, just trying to, you know, allow them to grow. Um, fortunately, we didn't have Lisa when we went to the kickoff weekend at Ohio State, and that's our only loss, but that's a quality team there. Um, And since then, I think that we've rebounded with five wins and only given up one point, um, you know, one match away in those five wins. And all those teams uh, that we've played, I think our schedule has been really solid. Um, So uh, we haven't really had any matches where um, you can take a breath and, you know, it only will continue throughout the rest of our schedule this weekend and then getting into conference. So
0: Absolutely. And, you know, again, everyone's had success, as you point out, you're 23 and six overall in singles, which not too bad for whatever it's worth. But in particular, two of the freshmen, Mai and Sophia playing, you know, two and five you know, six primarily, they're undefeated thus far to start their college dual match career. And I'm curious, obviously, you've had a lot of good freshmen, a lot of good players come through. But what is it about these two that have allowed them to, you know, have this success? You look in particular this weekend for my to get a four and two win over someone like Selma Ewing, that is obviously a heck of a victory.
1: Yeah, you know, Maya is obviously very talented. I'd say she's, you know, one of the most talented kids we've had here, and we've had some real talented ones. Um, you know, we had a Victoria Leshkova come in as a freshman and win her first 16 matches, and, you know, she only played the spring semester her freshman year and was an All-American, which is extremely tough to do. Um, but I think, you know, Maya's somebody we're very fortunate that we have Lisa um, playing number one that allows a freshman like Maya to be able to play number two and you know kind of get that experience although she played one in the kickoff weekend and had to play you know uh arena and you know carrington so she's she's been able to play some of the best players and even the vegas tournament i think kind of was her coming out party i would say for a lot of people nationally um she got to the finals there she had some really good wins lost a really tough match to fakuda um and that that's always a really good tournament and you know, you just look at what she's done. Um, I think <clears throat> the biggest thing that we kind of laugh about here is she she has an, another gear when the matches get tied, and you saw that in doubles. I don't know if anybody can go back or was watching our USC doubles point, but, you know, we served for one doubles, 5-3, deuce, lost it, lost some momentum, down 6-5, came back tied at 6-all, and the first three points of that tiebreaker, especially the first two points, were some of the best doubles points that you'll see as far as just athleticism. Maya made some just amazing pickups and half volleys and just kind of took those two points over. And she has that way, even as a freshman, of having another gear. So I would say the thing about her, and then you ask about Sophia, is the way that these kids work. You know, every day they're putting in extra work. They're the ones that are always asking me for more, more, more. And it shows up in their results.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, again, you look for your team six and one to start the year and, you know, you don't even still have the full complements of the roster. And, you know, I have to ask, how's Alana doing? Are we going to get the chance to hopefully see her on court sometime soon? Yeah, you know, it's
1: funny. I think a lot of people forgot that she's, <laughs> uh, you know, she's there and we've been doing it without her. But she is on court. She has been cleared. Um, you will see her at some point at the blue gray this 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 weekend. Um, we're still kind of trying to decide. What that's going to be? if That's going to be doubles only this weekend. That's going to be singles a little bit. To be honest, I mean, in practice right now, she's one of our better players. So I think it's going to be challenging for me putting that lineup together once she's in there. We're making her, you know, work her way back, work her way back slowly. She battled through an injury all last year, as you know, was just a champ about it. But we, um, you know, had her have the surgery this uh, this fall. And, you know, she's a kid that entered the fall season, the 40th ranked singles player in the country. Mm-hmm. And so if you put her into the the mix healthy, um, you know, I think our lineup is as deep as anybody. And I think she's going to definitely help our doubles. I think our one and two doubles has been very strong. You saw that um, this weekend. And, you know, Lisa and, and Ayumi are two girls that two years ago were all Americans and ranked as high as four in the country. And, they've, they're undefeated again right now at two doubles. I think Alana and, um, you know, Orpana at three doubles would be, would be somebody to be very formidable or, you know, whoever we, we put her with. Um, and then, you know, I think we have a two weeks off after this weekend before big 12 play. And then I would expect her to be, um, fully in the lineup by the time we start conference play.
0: That's something for us to get excited about, and obviously that depth is going to be so important, and I know you're a competitor. I know you're watching around the country, seeing what some of these other teams are doing. Obviously, a conference foe and an in-state rival in Oklahoma makes the National Indoor Final, and you know Baylor's off to a strong start this season. You look at the rosters at Iowa State and Texas Tech had a really good weekend as well. You guys had a great weekend. The race to be a top 16 seed is going to be brutal this season, and I'm curious, again, are you taking note of the success, you know, for Oklahoma for their run here? Texas, obviously, an NCAA title last spring as well. What does that success do for you guys at Oklahoma State?
1: Yeah, I think that it helps everybody in, in the conference when the conference is strong, and, and Oklahoma and Texas, as you mentioned, Baylor. You know, Kansas had a really good win over Old Dominion uh, this weekend. Uh, Texas Tech had a really good win over um, Ole Miss. So. I think the big 12 is, uh, is, is going to sneaky good. You know, I think that people have always known it's a good league. This could be, you know, one of the better ones. And uh, I think that it's a credit to everybody in the league. I think the great coaches that we have, the people that are putting in the time and um, you know, we want to do our part as well. And I think when you get these non-conference matches, like we had this weekend with the USC, you know, I think Tulsa is, Uh, was a very good win for us as well. I think you'll see when the rankings come out tomorrow, Tulsa is going to be pretty high, I I think. And, you know, their only loss coming in was to number one UNC. So it was a good weekend for us as well. And, um, you know, I think right now we're focusing on what we can do and we want to make sure that we finish the non-conference as strong as possible. I think going into the blue-gray this weekend, um, we should be the top seed. But there's, you know, eight, eight teams there that could all win it and do really well and will challenge us. And then you go into conference play and there's going to be no easy matches. I think there's um, every team in our league has a chance if they have a good conference schedule, um, you know, uh, do well in the conference matches to make the NCAA tournament. So um, that's good. Every match in the conference should count um, for you. And you can't always say that some years. So I think that's important.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get on the National Indoor Seating Committee anytime soon, although I can knock on wood. But the Blue-Grey Seating Committee, there's got to be a seat for me. I mean, I'm in blue. Yeah, I-, I could I- do it. I think you should get on
1: there. Uh, you yeah. know, there is a tournament committee person. We need to get you there covering it and then get you on the the committee. I think, you know, they're, gonna, they're waiting to just go straight off the rankings. So I'm not sure uh, there's much work to be done, but... I mean, hey, I think you can maybe mix it up a little bit. You can liven liven it up.
0: Oh, I would spice up the matchup. So, yeah, you know what I would be doing. Um, No, and last goofy one for you here. You guys bring USC to town. Later on in the year, Pepperdine's in town. Do you call first? Does Coach Cohen call first? Like, is it a Zoom call? What's the deal? Like, hey, it's the Oklahomas. We want to know, Pepperdine. Do you guys want to come to town? How does that work?
1: Well, you know, I have to say we've helped Oklahoma quite a bit this year with their schedule because of all these trips that we've had. And, you know, they've, they've done a good job this year. I think that'll help them schedule mm-hmm. um, in the future. But I think, you know, our program has been a step ahead as far as, um, you know, where, where we've been in the rankings and being able to set up these matchups. We've had a home-and-home with Pepperdine for some time. We, we went and played at USC last year with them coming back to us. Princeton came in. Um, you know, with us, South Carolina owed us a return trip. Um, still do, um, by the way. And uh, you know, all those teams needed somebody else to play. And and Oklahoma now has um, you know put themselves on the map to be able to pick up all those teams. You know, sometimes before they would want to pick up Oklahoma or maybe it was Tulsa. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm expecting a present from from Audrey here pretty soon for helping the, uh, make out their schedule.
0: And we're back with Oklahoma State women's tennis head coach Chris Young, of course. Some of you may have heard that first part of our conversation on this week's episode of The Deciding Point, but I have some follow-up questions for you, Coach, and one of them involves Alana, and you kind of referenced it in your answer, but looking at the stats for your team thus far this year, you know, the only doubles point I believe you guys have dropped was the doubles point at Ohio State in the kickoff weekend, and you look at the pairings you have, 5-0 and at 1, and, you know, 5-0 and at 2 are Lisa and Ayumi, and just You know again you have the apple of alana out there to maybe mix up a lineup thing at the same time there is something to letting a team go through some struggles and kind of improve throughout the course of a season how do you look at as you re or as you're evaluating your doubles point thus far this year given you've only dropped one
1: yeah you know the only point we dropped we didn't have lisa so our our two and three teams were um mixed up a little bit because we kind of got that news late so I think our one and two teams, I think they're probably interchangeable. I think there could be some opportunity to move those around at times, but why mix, why mess with a good thing? It hasn't hurt us so far. I think our three doubles, we're still trying to work that out. And I think that's where Alana could come in and uh, help us. She played number one doubles for us last year and had a really good run with Lincoln star at the end of last year at one double. So I think that's a good way for to work her back in. And if we need to work her back in slowly, Doubles only. I think that's where she can make an impact first, Uh, and then you know singles. It's hard to see exactly you know what's the right spot and where to put her in. I think you just a kid that's been out that long. You probably have to start them at the bottom and make them work their way up, and and find what works. But we have a lot of good things going right now, so you don't want to mess with a good thing. Um, There's a lot of momentum there, but I think healthy competition is is good for everybody and makes everybody better. So. Um, You know, we'll see exactly where she lands and what she does. I don't see, you know, our number one or two doubles teams changing very much, if at all, the rest of the year, hopefully. Sure. Um, but I think three doubles is still a work in progress. And if we get a little bit more value down there from from number three doubles, then I think that's only going to make us stronger.
0: On Tuesday, February 22nd, so two twenty two twenty two, you have two doubles teams locked in. I feel like that's a good thing. Like that, yeah, that can't be a bad omen. I'm that all in favor of that, Coach. Omen. Yeah. Uh, no. And, you know, you talked about Lisa as well. And for those listeners who aren't aware last season, Lisa, you know, senior uh, kind of played a year of ITF events, you know, was off playing at the pro level. And you look for her this weekend, gets to win over number one, Aaron Cayetano and is leading Tulsa at the time of the clinch. How do, how do you think that? Oh Well, A, what led to that decision for her to go play all those pro events? And B, you know, how did that decision help her coming into this year? yeah
1: you know she was here um and and was here last fall mm-hmm. and finished up graduated and was looking to go into um you know grad school and just really decided hey maybe this is not for me um you know had some other things that was going on um you know with covid wasn't really sure how things were going to be went home um and just said you know I'm going to take the spring off and if I can um you know see kind of what happens and and really didn't go into it saying I'm going to leave and and go play pro right now. Um, really wasn't for that specific reason. It was like, I'm going to take some time away and figure out the next steps. Um, you know, immediately started missing tennis and and wanting to get back into doing that, um, you know, was, but just had some challenges and, um, you know, wanted to get back to college resources wise and what we could provide. But then also like, look, I had one year left and I wanted. Do it the right way finish the right way you know because she could have finished last spring and then this spring with us so look you had some time left um can you make that happen and you know she reached out wanted to um to talk about it and as we kind of worked through the process you know wound up making a lot of sense for everybody and um i think it's just been a win-win for everybody with the leadership that she brings sometimes people don't know what you you have until it's gone and you're missing it a little bit. And she missed college tennis and Oklahoma state tennis and the fans and the crowd support and all those things that, um, you know, helped her. And then also just the resources provided with the coaching, the physical fitness, the things that she could do just to become a better version of herself. And, you know, having her come back, I think with these freshmen and so many new players that we have the leadership that she can provide and she's just grown so much as a person, um that it's just really neat to see and to see her being able to kind of be that connection from you know where our program culture has been to maybe you know a big reason why I felt like we didn't have the season that we wanted to have last year was we were missing her and um you know that's a big key piece putting someone like that back at the top of the lineup
0: yeah no no doubt about that and obviously getting that piece back in Cru- crucial this year and you know I'm sure you watched some of the national indoors or at least I hope you did um, yeah. because obviously it's on our Cracked Rackets broadcast but um, you know the depth this year. Every team. I, Old Dominion was excellent. Washington. I even thought Wisconsin looked really good. I mean their number three Devils team did not lose on the weekend and just that depth and the race for number 16 being what it is. Looking at your schedule obviously you've got the full Big 12 Conference. You're at UCF. You have Pepperdine coming to town I haven't done the date math, but I'm curious, do, are you still on a blue-gray classic this week? Given how tight that race is going to be, are you still looking at your schedule and thinking, hmm, maybe I can add something here or something there?
1: No, I think for us, we, um, it, we you know, I haven't, I've never really been of that mindset. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like we, we have a pretty good non-conference schedule and then the Big 12 is always as good a league as, um, you know, we can find. So I feel like we've, we, scheduling we, we're we've been pretty well on the money to be able to put us in the position. And then it's really up to our kids to go do it. Um, I don't really try to get into that type of situation at the last minute. There's probably people that are smarter than me that worry about that stuff a lot more than me. I think you control what you can control. And, you know, at the end of the year, those things have a tendency to, you know, work in itself out, whether it's getting into the top 16 to host or, Um, just getting into the tournament, you saw people, you know, getting into the tournament overall. Yeah. Maybe there's a way that you can, you know, finagle the system a little bit, but for me, at the end of the day, you got to learn how to win and you got to learn how to win against the top teams. And, you know, we had a non-conference this schedule with home matches with Pepperdine, South Carolina at the beginning of the season. Um, You know, you have USC Tulsa um, Pepperdine at UCF, at the blue gray with a lot of good teams. So if we can't do well in those, then um, it's probably not in the cards for us anyway.
0: Fair. No, very fair. And you talk about the blue gray and, you know, I believe that's hosted Auburn, Alabama. I'm not sure exactly. Is it in yeah. Mobile to be exact? Montgomery. Montgomery. Oh, Montgomery. That's what it is. I knew it was one of the M's. Yeah, um,
1: try, And they do a great job. The community really gets behind it. And typically Auburn and Alabama kind of co-host it. Um, for some reason, Auburn's not in it this year on the women's side, which... Um, you know, I think they're obviously such a good team, so it's been nice to have them. But the other teams, you know, you got Wake Forest, Texas Tech, Furman, uh, Alabama, Illinois, Yale, and I think Troy, yeah, um, um, Auburn's place, and then us. So I think there's going to be a you know really solid team going to going to win that event.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Um, obviously, you look for this weekend. Is that three days, three matches? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's actually a unique format that we,
1: you know, we've been playing it for a while and it used to be three dates. Now it's two dates, um, three matches over two days. So for Friday you'll play the first round and then you'll come back Friday afternoon and you'll play the doubles of the second match. And then on Saturday you'll play the singles of that second match followed by Saturday afternoon, the final match. So you kind of split up that second match over two days. So the first day you play two doubles and a singles and then the second day, two singles and a doubles, um, so it's uh, three matches in two days, and people only have to give up two dates, but you get three good quality matches.
0: I will admit my brain's a bit fried right now. I love that. I'm all in. That sounds very, no, very don't, fun. Don't tell me those things fry your brain. This is
1: what you live for. You yeah, live it's a,
0: a, a double shootout. Nighttime, under the lights, double shootout is exactly what it's meant for. The only thing I would say is, hey, you guys want to play two out of three sets? It's still no ad doubles. Like, exactly. since it's a night session.
1: You know, in 2016, that's exactly what happened. Um, okay. They, they wind up, um, you know, we didn't play three matches. We kind of played two days and then they took the two best teams and you did a double shootout to win it. Oh my God. And we played Pepperdine um, in a, in kind of like just a doubles. Everybody played, um, played a eight game pro set and mm-hmm. it was two out of three. And then whoever won the doubles basically like won the title, you know? And so you're playing for a trophy with doubles. It was awesome.
0: That's yeah, that's awesome. That is super, super fun. And, Yeah, I'm all in on that. And so, okay, let's have some fun here down the home stretch. I have a new question I've been cooking in the oven that I'm ready to throw out at some of you coaches and I feel bad or or great because you're the first one who gets this. Joking around on the broadcast this weekend, I was like, and I, I actually messaged him this, so let's be clear. If I'm going to talk smack about someone, I'll do it to them. I was like, there's a 100% an email out there that's from Tony Bruschi that's like, hey, Carlos Alcaraz, I'm just saying one semester at Wake Forest. like Just come hang out. We'll get you set up. All these different things. So my question to you is, who would be that Carlos Alcaraz coach, Young? Who's that player you send a recruiting email to that you're like, you know what? I got to shoot the shot.
1: I mean, does it, are we talking like they're, they're age appropriate or just anybody that's out there?
0: I mean, it, yeah, if it's Naomi Osaka back in the day, you're like, hey, one semester Oklahoma State, you'll love the Greenwood Tennis Center.
1: Yeah, you know, I remember when she was younger. I watched <laughs> her and her sister. We we shot that shot in- and <laughs> there's a lot of kids that we that, that that's happened before, you know. And it's like, uh, ah, why not, you know? Um, man, you know, I think. Uh, I'm a big Sabalenka fan. I think yeah, that she yeah. would be feisty and, and really like give college tennis some, uh, some extra juice there. You know, I, I like the, we've, we've done pretty well with, with some Russians here. In fact, our, um, you know, one of the guys here was, was traveling with her over the summer and mm-hmm. um, from Belarus just had a, like a lot of fun The guy that played on the men's team. So he had a lot of fun stories. I'm like, yeah, you know, she would be, should be fun to have around. Yeah, uh, my no. former assistant, Henner uh, Nellis is with Ann Lee right now. She okay. somebody was supposed to come to college. Maybe she would, uh, you know, she make a run at it. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, um, yeah, we, we've, we've been close on a couple kids. You know, I had uh, Marie Boscova signed to come play um, for the Cowgirls, and um, she turned pro over Christmas break. That would have been a pretty good oh. to the 2018
0: Cowgirls. So um, that was tough. I didn't know that one, Buzkova. So she was going to, I mean, obviously top 100, so she made a yeah, pretty good decision. Yeah, she was, yeah. At the time, she was not, but she had
1: taken the SAT. She had done everything. Oh, um, and then, yeah, let me down gently
0: at the uh, at Eddie her uh, yeah. in, in Bradenton. So that's fantastic. It's fair. Uh, The one, the linchpin to me was Rayonich was committed to the 09 Virginia men's team. And it's like, if he goes to college, does the Stevie Johnson era not happen? It's like, does he not for Pete? There you go.
1: Yeah, we actually had a, we had Miyukato signed at one point. (laughs) She's been a great doubles player and and, and had a really good career. So I think a lot of people have had some great, what might have been stories with with people like that. So I might try to run it back with one of those. get, get. (laughs) Uh,
0: Boscova to to come, or but she's still eligible. It was all nil money. That's all this prize money was. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So no, that's fun. I was also. I mean, again, this shows you where my brain was. I was like, to a stand. Would you trade your three, four, and five players for like one semester of an Ann Lee? And just be like, all right, we'll find the other pieces there. We'll go lead this, this, and whatever. That's where my brain was.
1: Yeah, but, you know, my three, four, five players might be listening right now. <laughs> I'm not trading them for anybody right now. We're on a
0: roll, Gruskin. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I agree with you. Uh, never trade a player. Uh, but it also speaks to, again, how many players, no matter how good they are, like, ooh, college tennis. It's interesting. Let me learn more um, about this. That was the, I suppose, big picture thing. But, no, again, as you look – oh, sorry. Am I cutting you off? You look no, like – No, no, I
1: was going to say, with NIL, you're right, though. Like, yeah, there yeah, could yeah. be – that could happen a little bit
0: more. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Why not? And, again, have someone pay for your training for a couple of years. There are worse scenarios, worse setups out there. Um, hey, come
1: recruit with us. Come recruit with <laughs>
0: us. So you got the pitch. Yeah. You, you, again, I'm just waiting for the call-up. Someone's going to need an assistant someday. Uh, no. As you look at your team, you mentioned those two weeks off between Blue-Grey and start Big 12. What's that training block look like for you all?
1: You know, I think for us, it's just uh, being able to continue to build on our fitness. I think going through the Big 12 regular season and then into the postseason, I think, you know, it's really going to be important that we maintain a high level of fitness. And, you know, you you play, play, play so much that sometimes you don't get that opportunity to kind of get back into some of those things that you might do in the preseason that you want to continue through the year. but. When you're playing so much you don't have the opportunity to build and so i've always tried if at all possible to kind of build in an off weekend and give ourselves a couple weeks at, at this time of the year kind of leading into conference play if at all possible just to kind of get back and, and make sure that our core principles with our fitness and some of the things that we do are good and and just build on that so that we go into the rest of the season it's a grind and i think the teams that are fit that are that are healthy um, that really can do a good job of maintaining that level of fitness and training throughout the year. Those are the ones that have a lot of success at the end. And so that's what it's going to look like for us. You know, I think the tennis is really um, in a good place right now, but can still be improved and, and, and work on some technical things or um, some things that each of the players individually need to work on, maybe need a little bit more time with, but that's going to be our main focus it's going to be our our base fitness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you guys outdoors now, rest of the way, going to try to be outdoors? Yeah, that's the expectation for us, um, you know, to be outside the rest of the way. Um, there's Obviously, there's times if we have a Friday night match where um, that could come up. Uh, I've heard that it gets a little windy at times in Oklahoma, so sometimes <laughs> that might push us indoors. But uh, otherwise, we're going to be outside. Yeah, no,
0: that's soft. It's not that windy. Come on, that's right. Hey, yeah, I'm fine with it. You know. Yeah, no, of course. Well, with that said, again, uh, Coach, always a pleasure getting the chance to chat with you. And again, congratulations to you and the team for over uh, Tulsa four one over USC. Yeah, I, I expect we'll see you in the top twenty five when the rankings come out this week, and perhaps even top twenty, pushing top sixteen. That's where the fun uh, really gets going. So, Coach, congratulations on the early season success, and obviously, wishing your team health and luck throughout the rest of the year yeah hey appreciate you having me on
1: appreciate all, everything you do is exciting to watch the indoors at both places um and and i really appreciate the value that you are bringing and and so many people are now are trying to invest in college tennis and that's what we need it's an exciting product we had a great crowd here for usc and tulsa and uh, so many people when they see it for the first time they didn't realize how intense it is and, and how dynamic of a, an event it is and i think you are, are helping put that on display so thank you for what you're doing
0: people don't realize it's actually just therapy for my add i go let's go to three let's go to six let's go to two let's go to one back to two back to three and it's just it's perfect for me uh but yeah i appreciate it coach and again uh i'm sure we will chat more soon perfect